Beyond. Beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 340. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside my Italian meatball, Brian Alpine. <laughs> so you're drinking, er- wa- drinking water there early. Yeah, it's, it's You didn't beer. expect me to go right to you. <laughs> That's what you get. It's grain alcohol. It's grain alcohol. No, it's water. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, in our ever-rotating third chair, don't call him error, Justin. Aw, hey, guys. Justin Davis, how you doing? I'm great. The grassroots effort, like Barack Obama himself. Is this your first podcast beyond ever? No, no. I don't remember that. uh, I've done 340 episodes of them, Justin. That's how I don't remember. No, this is my, uh, I'm not, it's not very often. It's one of those blue moon type situations. Um, I think it's my third or fourth one in three years. We're trying to be better about it. Of course, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, you know. Podcast Beyond's new format is yep. myself, Colin Moriarty, and then the ever-rotating third chair. That way yep. we get more voices on the show. We get to give people the mic for a little bit. Uh, now we got two chairs. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't work when one of us is gone. When Let one me of us explain is gone, the system that we are not putting into effect today. Well, you no, know, the system's been going for a while, Brian. All right, I, I You've know. been a part of it. I know. I've been there. The third chair has benefited you. You have been on a lot. Right, but now I'm the second chair. Right. So now, are you're, you now be... you're, you're filling in for Colin. Oh. Just saying, you're in the ever-rotating sure, sure. third chair. Was, well, let was, me tell you the problem with Barack Obama. That was going to be my question is which one of us has to be it gets to be Colin yeah well I we can all be Colin a little bit I think there's <laughs> enough true. stuff there's some JRPG questions in here a whole bunch there's of a myriad of exclusives coming to the PlayStation oh, oh, there so it good. is you nailed it <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of course Podcast Beyond is IGN's PlayStation podcast the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet every Tuesday the MP3 posts on this podcast service of your choice then the video goes up on Wednesday usually probably most of the mm-hmm. time <laughs> on YouTube IGN and the IGN PlayStation 4 app so make sure you download that but for now Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. How many, All right. how many items are on the Roper Report Oh, man, there are 12? A dozen. Wow. A dozen. A baker's dozen. These no, aren't double-sided papers. That's not a baker's dozen. That's just a regular, regular dozen. <laughs> a regular dozen. I, you know, certain bakers actually remove one for good luck, and then they eat it. So <laughs> what do they do with it? They eat it. Oh, get fat. that's good. That's why bakers are fat. Yeah, if you're a fat baker, then people come in and they go, man, their food must be amazing. Yeah. So you skim a little off the top. You're never supposed to trust a skinny chef. Exactly. That's what mm, they say all the time. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or a fat crackhead. What about a skinny Italian? I wouldn't trust uh, most Italians regardless of weight. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they have the vowel people. on the end of their name. Two gotta... dozen games discounted in the Golden Week sale on PSN. Greg, what's Golden Week? Golden Week is this thing in Japan. It's a celebration they do there. So the PlayStation blog, they, they got together with that. Actually, the blog had nothing to do with it. PlayStation Network yeah. put on this sale where they're selling all these different games at a discount. Huge discounts. And we're, we're reaping these benefits, right? Even though we have no idea what Golden Week is here in the U.S. Sure, we, we don't live. celebrate it. It doesn't matter, but they understand. But we can celebrate the sales. Exactly. And right. we celebrate Japanese culture. Every yeah. week when there's heavy rains in Japan and the sun's setting and they get these golden... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how, is that? No. how long can you keep this together? No. Wherever this one was going. Uh, we have a question about that from Jamie. Remember, be part of the show, everybody. Beyond at IGN.com. Jamie writes in and says, I love Western RPGs like Mass Effect and the Elder scrolls but i've always had a hard time getting into jrpgs are there any games in the psn golden week sale you would recommend to someone like me as an intro to jrpgs beyond beyond well james e james, james. like your wife jamie james e that's james. a weird name <laughs> that's not his name <laughs> you said it no ja- i said jamie jamsy jamsy well jamie there is a myriad 
Thank you. There's myriad JRPGs right. uh, that you can grab in this sale. Um, the big one that jumped out at me was probably Tales of Symphonia. Really? Uh, the, Not Persona 4 Golden? Well, and Persona 4 Golden. Those are the two big ones that jumped out at me. Sure. I mean, yeah, there's a, a ton of... Li- the list, of course, is up on IGN. You can see it I mean, here. It's, it's, uh, for me, it's, it's uh, Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Jump in the, with that one right sure. there. You, I think it still holds up. It's still fun. $3.49 if you have PlayStation yeah, that's Plus. that's crazy. Five bucks if that's you're just crazy. getting it off the sale. Uh, of course, good for your PSP, your Vita, and your PS3. Yeah. Uh, Chrono Cross is on there, too. For me, yeah, I, I highlighted uh, Persona 4 Golden. Yep. Running you a cool fourteen sixty two right now with the PlayStation wow. Plus discount. Otherwise, just That's actually 20. something I wanted to point out about this. Yeah. Is Everyone talks about PS Plus, they get free games every month, right? And it's yeah. awesome. But you can't really write off how the discounts are steeper if you're mm-hmm. a PS Plus mm-hmm. member. Like, that totally adds up over time like there's games that are like right on that line of like well maybe i want to spend you know twenty dollars to replay uh you know tales or whatever but like if it gets even cheaper with ps plus it brings that stuff down into like the no-brainer yeah and what i like about that is that the um when you purchase something it's yours forever when you get something for free on playstation plus your plus can expire or whatever you can stop paying Mm -hmm. for it and you'll lose access to those games but if you buy stuff with a disc Discount. They don't make you pay the money back. At right. <laughs> hey, your PlayStation Plus expired. You owe us. You owe us. <laughs> you I mean, six bucks up. for Chrono Cross. But no, I mean, this is one of the, this is what we always talk about with the leg up that Steam has, right? Yep. And the fact that they can do those flash sales, do that crazy stuff. PlayStation's mm-hmm. getting better about it, and this is a great example of it because there's a lot of good stuff even outside of just the JRPG stuff. Hot Shots Golf World Invitational for PS3, twenty bucks regular with the discount. It's nine ninety nine with the PlayStation Plus. It's five dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. It's awesome. That, totally that get totally that. gets it close. To like this PS Plus column um, gets things much closer to like Steam levels right. of cheap. Like, yep. it was always sort of cute when we started seeing Xbox and PlayStation first try to sort of do discounts, and they'd be like, "Oh, you can get Max Payne three for forty dollars yeah. instead of sixty, and you're like, "What? That game's been yeah. twelve dollars on Steam like ten times." But right, right. They're getting better and better about it, especially with these PS Plus prices. Prices stuff like you know Metal Gear Solid HD Collection for twelve bucks. Right, like, that's nuts. Yeah. How many games is that? The collection? Yeah, it's like four games, right? Right. Well, if you're getting into it, if you're buying the PS3 version, yeah, it would be all three of them. Okay. It gets complicated when you start jumping territories, but yes. Got it. It should be two, three, and Peace Walker. Yep. Yep. Chrono right. Trigger would be a fantastic Vita game. I mean, it's fantastic on home consoles, too, but like to have that on the go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Um, I want to give a shout out to to Yee's Memories of Celsica, which I'm not pronouncing right. Is it Wise? Or no, it's, it's how you. Is it th- no, Yee's is right. I, I usually it, say in a joking sense Wise, but Colin isn't here to correct me. I thought it was Ease. What you know what I say? Yee's? Yeah, it's one of them. Can we just call it Wise? It's in America. <laughs> we had three different pronunciations. I've been at IGN might be right. I've been at IGN for five years and I've never said the name of that game, nor have I had to until today. Yeah, well, welcome to the PlayStation podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I got the most Midwestern Greg, idiot let me tell you hard head in the office is the one who's always trying to do this. Let me tell Anyways, you about Yeez. That one's fun. Uh, Myriad of Japanese culture games. Colin <laughs> reviewed it, described it to me. Uh, he gave it a seven, didn't give it a, a resounding awesome score, but yep. re- described it to me as like uh, an Amal or Kingdoms of Reckoning kind of thing where sure. it's like, hey, actually, you know, it's an RPG all these mechanics it's very Japanese get out there and do it and have fun and that's what I was doing I was having a great time with yep. it so that, that's up there is it still the one is the battle system where you just run in to dudes that was that was always the no, 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 games. no no it's not like that you actually oh, okay. choose your attacks but you switch between your party members each one of them haven't had attacks so rather than like have one person who has like different spells to counter different things you like oh this guy's only vulnerable to this attack so I'm going to switch to this character who awesome. has that attack got and it. it that way it's I like fun. it yeah uh, that one would be 20 bucks I don't know if it's worth 20 bucks but try great it. Jams or Jamsy has plenty of games. Jamie! <laughs> we knew his name was Jamie! 
Watch Dogs is getting a season pass encompassing DLC that includes a unique single-player story, new game modes, and more. The pack is set to cost $19.99 in North America, though European pricing hasn't been confirmed. Let's talk about this. What yeah. do you guys think about season buying season passes for games that aren't completely proven to be something you're really into yet? Yeah. Oh. Because I know – so like a season pass for like GTA Five. If, if you play GTA Four, you're pretty much – you know what you're getting into, right? No brain. The new Assassin's Creed, you're like, I love the last three of them or whatever it is. I yeah. kind of know what that is. Bioshock, same kind of deal. Mario Golf. Mario Golf. Right. I'm like, more courses. Got it. I know. Watch Dogs? Mm. Hmm. Well, sure. I, mean, I want to know, like, I want to know how much I'm really going to get into Watch Dogs because it's sure. it's a new franchise and stuff like that. But that's no different than like pre-ordering the game itself, right? Like, there's certain people that are like, I like what I've seen so far. I'm confident in my purchase, and I'm going to pick it up. Like, well, they're not waiting for reviews. They've no, because pre-ordering the game means you put five dollars down, and then you could at any given moment go, sure. no thanks. This is twenty bucks that you pretty much it's have fair. to pay for, right? And yeah. you don't get that twenty bucks back. It's a good point. In fact, you could end up buying a season pass for a game that you cancel the pre-order on. But you can you wait. Like, you can play pass. the game and then buy the season pass. Like you don't. Need true. To... That's true. Good counterpoint. That's Good true. job, Justin Davis. Yeah. I mean, what jumps out at me about this, th- I have mixed feelings about this season pass. First of all, I think it's a little bit strange for a single player game to have a season pass to begin with. It's sure. sort of like we are they're already admitting up front, like, hey, we're gonna sell you a bunch of shit after you're yeah. uh, you know, after you're <laughs> you know, after you're done playing the game. Uh, but the flip side is it does say, look, we're going to support this game. We're going to have a steady stream of content. Like if you liked Watch Dogs, there is more Watch Dogs coming, you know, spread out over a few months. So it's sure. sort of like, you know, I don't know. I'm weighing those two things against For it. me, yeah. the season pass is always kind of that flare in the night, right, of like don't sell this game back. Like it, this is our, easiest, sure. this is our yeah. easiest methodology to tell you we are going to give you more and, and call out single player stuff because people like me, that's my, the biggest thing, right? Me like, too. When Uncharted's like we have all yeah. this DLC and it's all hats and crap for your character. I'm like, well, fuck off. I don't care. But when Last of Us is like, hey, we're doing yeah. this, and there's going to be you know left behind eventually, it's like, yes, that's on exactly. Board. I'll never sell it back. So I don't, I we didn't get complete details on every single item that's in this Watchdog season mm-hmm. pass, uh, but they did announce single player missions and some stuff that sounds interesting. But they always bundle up. It'll be like here's missions and new characters with you know a hat for your dude. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like I don't want yeah. that stuff. Like everybody just wants in a multiplayer game, everybody just wants the maps, you know, or the modes. Yeah. And you know, in a single player game, you just want sort of the story content. Yeah. Yeah. But they bundle it up with a bunch of costumes. And, you know, maybe there's someone howling because they love costumes, but, like, that's not me. No, I mean, that was my thing with Infamous, right? Like, every time I unlock a new vest, it's like, awesome, I'd go look at it, and then I'd be gone. And, you know what I mean? Then I forgot that I'd even gotten the Coles DLC. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, where was that jacket? Like, I'd already beaten the game. I was like, that would have been cool to play in. Oops. Yeah, I totally agree with you guys. It's it's interesting for me. I, I actually prefer this method to, like, buying the PS4 version, and it says, with 42 oh, minutes of exclusive mm. content. I think it's such a dumb box quote to do stuff like that. So, I mean, if they're, if if it gives them time to keep working on stuff like this and pad out this universe a little more, then sure. But I want to know, like, I want to know if I'm going to love Watch Dogs yet. Sure. You know? yeah, that-, I, that, that I need to, like... I really need to dig in with That makes game. sense. I, I agree with you. I'm very selective about the season passes I buy yep. usually, right? Like yep. Borderlands, I think was the fir- Borderlands 2 was the one, mm-hmm. the first one in a while where I was like, yep, here's my money. I yeah, love your game. you're already hooked and you yeah. get it and stuff and like that. And then I never played any of it, so it totally worked to their benefit. Oh, I'm like, really? it was 20 bucks <laughs> and I never got back to it. Not, now that it's coming to Vita, I'm hopeful that the I'll Borderlands actually yeah. season pass was great, too. Oh, I dropped some stuff down here. I'll be back. Whoa. What's next on the rope for? 
Goodbye, Greg. Konami has announced that Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes has shipped one million copies. The one million figure refers to how many physical copies were sent to retailers, not copies that are actually sold, and it doesn't take into account digital versions. For those reasons, it's unclear as to how many copies of Ground Zeroes <laughs> were actually purchased. Oh, Konami. Yeah. So adorable. That's a great... I uh, mean, there's a, there's a lot of, like, there's that there's the stat, and then there's, like, five little things underneath it that are like, yeah. well, not so much. There's oh, these asterisks. Yeah. 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 Double asterisk. Uh, this is totally an impressive figure, and maybe it is. Like, I don't know what Konami's expectations were, but it surprised me. I mean, I'm not a Metal Gear guy anymore. They, the series lost me with two. You know, I wow. like Metal yeah, Gear yeah. Solid and Metal Gear Solid 2. I'm like, ah, you know, this is too much for me mm-hmm. to keep up with. Try Peace Walker. Try Peace And so, yeah, sure, Peace Walker is when I got to play. Um, and so I just kind of write it off. Like, yeah. it's not very big in my mind, so I'm like, that must mean it's not very big in other people's minds, too. And then it was a reminder that, like, oh, yeah, Metal Gear is a huge deal. Yeah. It's... Interesting, I think, around the office to be a metal. I, you know, I've been a Metal Gear fan my sure. my entire run at IGN, right? And a fan, a fanboy of it in quotes, if you will, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like a big guy, you know, a guy who's like waving that Metal Gear flag. Yeah. But like for real, after Peace Walker and Revengeance, and like it's like Peace Walker was my peak, right? And then that was like my goodbye. I feel like to the series, which I don't Aww. want it to be, but it was like all of a sudden I was like, all right, cool. And then like Revengeance, I didn't give a crap about. What did, it. Didn't play what did it you think of Ground Zeroes? Yeah. I I was devastated that I did not love Ground Zeroes. Like oh, really? I, it looked like HD Peace Walker and it was doing all these things. And I was like, yes. And I sat down and played it that day. And it was so frustrating to get caught and get busted and be yeah. like, like back to like Ground Zero. And I understand there's stealth games. Don't get me wrong. But up until that point, I think the way the games had been real, right, in quotes or whatever, sure. it was way different. In Peace Walker, it was literally like, here's a small area. I quickly identified there's three or four guards. I can shoot them out. I can do this. I can take care of them. And they're done. And yeah. then like this one, it was just like... There's a million people walk. Or there's so many people walking around, and they all have these like really like real. They, now it's super real. Now they all have like you know binoculars, right. and they can see you and it's doing. It's like that sucked a lot of the fun out of it. All I've of a sudden, been, it was like I had to sit there and like memorize everything. I've been saying for a long time. I think I brought it up on GameScoop and Tech Fetish and other things. I've been noodling this feature for a long, long time about how stealth as a genre is kind of fundamentally broken. Mm-hmm. Because either the guards have to be, you know, big, dumb idiots that patrol on these patterns, or they do act like people, and it's impossible because a human being wouldn't be able to outsmart, you know, yeah. five or ten people that are as smart as you are. Like, you would lose. I, I, you would lose every time. And it's sure. really trial and error. Like, it never feels good to fail in a stealth game. Like, if I yeah. fail in, you know, I, I don't know, like, resistance or something like that, it's like I reload and I, you know, aim better and that yeah. sort of thing. But stealth... I don't know. I feel like that genre. Someone needs to like reinvent the stealth I think genre. It, I agree. It, it might be just that I'm in a different place now. You know what I mean? Of like, yeah. I, I, for greatest boss battles, right? I wrote mm-hmm. about uh, Solidus at yeah. the end of two and how I played through two all the times. I would have platinumed that game because I got all the dog tags. I'd done sure. everything. I'd taken all the ghost pictures, all this different stuff. And that was when I could sit there and pour time into it. And like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Ground Zeroes, right? I'm playing and it's like, I took a day off to play video games, and I was playing it, and it was like, I don't have the time to get committed yeah. to getting awesome at this game and sure. memorizing the map and memorizing where people go and all that stuff. And it's like, right there, there's like, I can see that I'm never going to get to that yeah. point, so like, it's not even fun trying to do it this little bit. They need yep. to find a way to make you feel like a badass in stealth games without it just being trial and error. Yeah. Without it feeling like Ocarina of Time trying to peek around the hedges with the guards. Like, it's that, but in really crazy, fancy HD graphics, kind of still, even, yeah. even Splinter Cell. I, th- I think that the checkpoints are a big barrier, too, because it's sort of like, all right, I have to get through this section, there's seven guys, but I got caught on the fifth one. Yep. I have to go back to right. the first one again. Kill him, put, hide his body, sneak around the car, go over here, go up to this hedge, kill the second guy, third guy, bust me back to the start kill the first guy kill the like 
There needs to be a way to make that so. And what I do is after the fifth or sixth time, I just go the hell yeah. with this and yep. I pull out the gun. Yep. And I just shoot the first five guys, try to stealth kill the, the sixth and seventh, who totally would have heard this first five guys right. getting killed, by the way. Right. And then see if I can get through just to power through the next. That's like the big irony is once you fail a couple times, you end up being less and less stealthy yeah. because you're losing your patience. You get, yeah, yeah, you totally. just want to get through it, right? Yeah. Like I can't. Uh, so many Ground Zeroes par- missions end with me like, I've got the objective. <laughs> fuck it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yep. fuck it. We are flooring it. I'm calling the helicopter over there. Let's just get yep, there. You know what yep, I mean? Yep. And then I'm hoping that it's like the little things will happen where like you'll run around this thing and they'll lose sight of you or they can't get to yep. where you are. And it's like good enough. Like, yep. I, you know what I mean? It's, sure. And I, I know we're all saying this. This is where we are in our lives. Obviously, there's plenty of viewers and listeners out there who are like, <laughs> sure. this is why I love self. And I'm, that's awesome. But like the kind of instantaneous reward I want, I guess. In well, I, I think I it's, a- it's very telling that uh, as we grew up and as we evolved as gamers and as, as the game industry evolved too, most of the self games, most of them. Gave you that option mm-hmm. to like, do you want to hide and sneak around, or do you want to just run through and kill everybody? Right. Sure. And I mean, there were different endings were branched for 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 games like that. I mean, I, the way I play Splinter Cell now is completely different than the way I played sure. Splinter Cell when I first started, which was like throw a can, have my little gun, and I shoot a bell, and then somebody's like, hey, "What was that?" And I yeah. stand behind a vending machine for forty five minutes. Now I'm just like calling a UAV and I'm throwing like yeah. smoke bombs, <laughs> and there's like I take a guy and I shoot him in the head, and someone's like, "Who is that?" And I'm like, "Are you insane?" <laughs> it's great. You'll it's, know. it's not yeah it's not stealth anymore it's not like the dumb glasses he wears mean nothing to me anymore yeah. like i'm just running out there in the dark with a gun yeah. like, trying to shoot whoever. i mean like you click back and you're i think your point rings true right of like the best stealth i've had recently i would think is probably last of us and mm-hmm. it's because sure. of, those characters can't see they can right. only hear so you can freeze frame you can do this you can look through yeah. the walls it's like that works and then when it was now i'm going against like other Survivors, right? Those yeah. are some of the most annoying parts of the game. Yeah. Just, oh. They should make a Jurassic Park stealth game where you have to stand still so the T Rex can't see <laughs> That's you. That's good. Wow. You listening, Telltale? If you I saw that like, franchise. See, I, I, that would be awesome. With I don't want to ever see motion controls come back, but it would be really <laughs> awesome if you just had to stand there without shaking. That's shaker. really clever. And I was like, oh my god! Right, I'm so talking about it now. Make it, make it, make it your million dollars. Right. Make your million dollars. See you guys soon. Speaking of, Konami has announced that the platform-exclusive DLC currently available for Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes will soon be available to all, regardless of your console of choice. The news comes courtesy of today's Kojima Productions podcast via NeoGAF, which saw Hideo Kojima announce that the PlayStation-exclusive mission Deja Vu would... That's a typo. I thought I said Deja Vu World. <laughs> Deja Vu would be available on Xbox 360 from May 1st in Japan, while the Xbox exclusive Jamais Vu will be coming to PS3 and PS4 on the same date. So there you go. There was no reason to be excited for your console exclusive content. <laughs> nope. Remember when that, the big, that game's biggest problem was his voice actor? <laughs> Number four, Curve Digital has revealed three indie games are set to make their debuts on PS4, PS3, and Vita, and in the not-too-distant future. Titan Attack arrives in North America. We're listing to the games now. These all sound like very generic games, by the way. I, no, for the no, record, no, like, this is the one where like when I was, I was putting together the Roper Report, <clears throat> I would have glossed over this story, but I'm like, I know Colin would do it. So yeah. for right. Colin's memory of, for some reason, calling out every indie game. What do you game, mean, come on? Oh, I was just going to say that one of these games is super, super good. Now it's going to highlight it. Okay, no, we can talk about that. But I think they all have they all have games that sound like they're NES games. Oh, sure, yeah. This is all this names. all comes back to when I was talking about like we're our game Knob Switch. 
Yeah. Which is me looking at things in the podcast room. Be like, oh, light switch and a doorknob, knob switch. You know what I mean? Or Squaxel, where you turn squares into boxes. Um, Titan Attack arrives. A Titan Attacks arrives in North America on May 6th and in Europe on May 7th, not to be confused with Titanfall. The game has been described as a highly polished arcade action title inspired by games like Space Invaders and Galaga. But... With many modern features, including a full ship upgrade system, online leaderboards, and stylish neo retro visuals, all that of that cool. sounds awesome. Yeah, right. That sounds yeah. like Resogun. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. Um, not too far from me saying it sounds like an NES game, though. If they're just like, it's basically an NES game. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Swapper, meanwhile, is a fantastically atmospheric puzzle platformer title that sees you master the ability to create clones of yourself and swap your consciousness between them, all the while trying to figure out what happened to the abandoned space station you find yourself on. North America on June 24th, yeah. and in Europe on June 25th. That's that the was, one that I was gonna. Highlight. That was yeah. That we was, are, that's common to it, PC, right? Wasn't that wasn't wasn't that one of our Game of the Year nominees last year? Uh, I don't think it made the no? cut for overall Game of the Year, but that was a game that. Got we gave it over a nine point five. I wow. think yeah. Marty loved it, and uh, it came out on Steam a year ago. Um, and I did a demo of it with Jonathan Blow, who helped fund the game. He made mm-hmm. Braid. Um, Swapper is absolutely great. Um, I highly recommend it to everybody. Fantastic puzzle platformer. Very. He's. I, I hate using the word atmospheric because it's so overused, but it really is. You're on this space station, and it's spooky and creepy. They use and, they use it here too, so don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. It's just one of those. Did, did you, but do you? Would you call it fantastically atmospheric? Yeah, I would. Okay. Well. Uh, then the you're swapper, right in line with this press release. The swapper <laughs> cannot be recommended highly enough. Great. Nice. Um, and the third wheel on the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the tricycle. The it's third the, wheel on the tricycle. <laughs> there you go. Is Mousecraft, which will be available on Sony platforms and Steam on July 8th in North America and July 9th in Europe. The best way to sum it up is a quirky fusion of Tetris and Lemmings, which sounds like a great <clears> recipe. Yeah. But it's sort of like pizza and Chinese food, right? Like I love both of those things. But, but put them together. together and I don't yeah. know. I had a, there was an Indian pizza by my house that was pretty good. Really? Yeah. I've had that. Yeah. Which house? Your new one? No. Old no. Okay. Really? No. Oh, there's another one then in San Francisco. There's too many of these things. <laughs> all three games will support cross-buy. You're right, Number- that, you're right that the titles of the games are all like The Swapper where you, and Mousecraft yeah. where you swap the mice and then the <laughs> you do titles. This, and this yeah. happens and oh my god. Although Watch Dogs would have been a Nintendo game back in the yeah, day, too. That's, that's just true. a funny title. Um, number five, Injustice Gods Among Us, which is totally a modern video game title, is reportedly set to receive a sequel in the future, according to reports from WonderCon. According to Furious Fanboys, Injustice Gods Among Us 2, or whatever it ends up being called, was briefly mentioned in a segment discussing the upcoming Arkham Knight due out later this year. Are we awesome. happy about that? Yeah, I mean, the Injustice comic looks amazing. Okay. So I'm but do you like the game? The game was... I mean, people loved the game. Like, I'm not a fighting game guy. What I like you? the story of it fine. Okay. I like that I don't, I'm terrible at fighting games, so it would let me play through the story. And when it got really tough, the difficulty would drop down to the point of where I was literally... I would check Twitter for the first two fights. Yeah. Just to get my <laughs> ass kicked and then go in and actually do the fight. Oh, oh wow. man. So really? I can actually get through it. Because, like, funny. yeah, I'm just not that Because I remember when Injustice came out, um, you were... Super into all the lore and the right. characters. You were doing rewind theaters. You were yep. doing commentaries and conversations, all this stuff about how great it was. But then when you finally sat down to play it, it was sort of like, oh, that's right. This is a fighting game. Yeah. And it's like, it's I, a little bit hardcore. It's a little bit totally. on the hardcore side. Right. Totally. 100%. Yeah. And that was the, that was the killer for me is like there's that like level of like I have to sit there and commit. It's like Titanfall, right? Like yeah. I, I like first-person shooters fine, but I wasn't great at them. So I had to commit to just getting my teeth kicked in for yep. 20 hours before I was actually good at that game. I never um, played a lot of Injustice, but what impressed me like when I saw Destin or whoever playing it was the single player, like the challenges that are in it. Like it just seems like for many, many years, like I would have Street Fighter on the Sega Genesis or whatever, and it was like, well, okay, there's no the only thing you can do is like fight these dudes, and now they've figured out how to do like single player in right, fighting games right. with like these elaborate mm-hmm. challenge modes and you know system of unlockables and stuff. It's I awesome. like that. 
Cool. All right. Um, number six, release date rundown. Madden NFL 15 is slated for release August 26th in North America and August 29th in Europe. Woo! Yeah. I'm for excited. You, for you. Like That's Madden. great. What's new this year? I don't know yet. They haven't started talking about it. All they've done is confirmed a release date. <clears throat> what, what do you It'll mean they haven't, started, they haven't started talking about it? No. Really? Yeah. It's Madden. What do you need to know? Football. It's back. That's an interesting site. I never realized that. The it's not until like summer cycle. where it really ramps up. Really? Like, here's all the stuff. Yeah, like early spring, yeah. right before E3, we'll probably get a dump of information about what's happening. About how the hit stick has been exactly. changed. Exactly. And how many... How, That's because, I mean, I'm... The I'm geometry a, and the yeah. trigonometry coming off yeah. the helmets. Like, I'm a big Smash Brothers fan, and there's like a new thing every day, and you read yeah. about it for months and months and months. I guess with these guys, they're just like, you know what it is. We'll let you know what yeah. the new stuff is. The sports is. game cycle is funny because every year they're like, we finally are able to do what we are never able yeah, to do yeah. before. But then the next year they'll be like, you know how last year the receiver AI was bullshit? <laughs> well, we fixed that. <laughs> I, f- I feel for them. It's so yeah. tough. To, it must yeah. be so tough to make a sports game. Well, it's also like they get to a point where like, I- I'm not a Madden guy. I'm more of like a FIFA guy. Yeah. Um, and like, it's awesome. Like, they're out of things to do. And that's not technically true. Like, there's always stuff to fix sure. and refine. But, like, they've made this incredible, you know, football, soccer engine. Right. And now it's like, guy, we have to I'm put a, something I'm on a, the back of the box. I'm a big like, NHL hockey guy. I love the games. I play them yeah. whenever I can. Um, and I remember a few years ago they were like, guys, this year – Zambonis. Yeah. We're going crazy yeah. with Zambonis. Yeah. I'm like, the Zamboni physics? And like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's an intermission thing that happens when I go to get a hot dog and a beer at yeah, a game. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, um, it's, it's that thing, right, of just like you know, what we're talking about. You make this engine and you polish it and then you just do these little tweaks but you can't put on the no. back of a box. Like, no. we tweak this little thing so you have to be like, they oh, have to this drum is, up this, two or yeah, three big things. crazy The most realistic Head butting physics. Uh, yeah. We do. And that's why I don't, I buy uh, one soccer game every about three or four years. Like I bought the last, I bought the South Africa FIFA World Cup, and now I've, you know, whenever I want to play soccer, I play that, and now I'm finally ready to like get a new soccer game. Yeah, cool. The four game multiplayer compendium Sports Friends is coming to PlayStation Three and PlayStation Four on May six for fifteen dollars. Oh, yeah. It's a long time coming. I was gonna say, do you guys know about Sports? No, Friends? I have no I idea. Remember, yeah, the Kickstarter and it all was stuff a big Kickstarter success. Great title. They raised one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on Kickstarter. It's this collection of four games, but the one that everybody talks about is Johann Sebastian Joust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny because it has no graphics and no monitor. It's like a physical game that you play with a move controller in your hand. And uh, the way that it works is it's a contact sport where, like, you have a move controller in your hand. So you, everybody else you can play with, you know, a huge group of people, they all have move controllers in your hand. And you're trying to jostle. You're trying to, like, knock their move controller without them reaching yours. What do like, you mean no graphics? Like, you're not playing on a screen. It's a physical game that you play, like, with a move controller. What? It's like you're holding it back here trying to get theirs without letting them touch yours. Wow. And it's like a group game. So someone I have never heard of that. That's crazy. You. And so it's it, a, it is a contact sport where, like, you're trying to, by any means necessary, you could set ground rules if you wanted, you know. But you're trying to, you're trying to knock their move controller or jostle it around with it while keeping yours steady. It, would you call it a video game? I don't know. No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't call it a video game. Do you think probably. we're going to review it here at IGN? Com. I mean, Sports Friends, the other three games, are video- they're more like uh, like a Nidhogg. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, okay. So they're more traditional. Um, but, you know, Johann, Johann Sebastian Joust is really different. Wow. This is one of those ones that I feel similar to Watch Dogs. When mm-hmm. Watch Dogs first got announced, we all flipped out. And then we heard about it for so long and mm-hmm. saw it. Not even saw it, I guess, really. We saw presentations for it for sure. so long. We didn't care that much by the end, it feels like to me. Yeah. Uh, this is the same thing with Sports Friends, right? Like, yeah. They've been talking about this game has been. I on, remember like, the this being on the PlayStation for, like, blog forever, and yeah, it's at every festival, and it's just like, okay, what? Just put it out, and so yeah. now that it's here, yeah. it sounds awesome again. But like, May 6th? it needs yeah. like, yeah, a charge, right? Like a little boost. Yep. I would say excited. it's not a video game. That particular. 
particular one, it's not a video game. It's a physical game that you can play that you, you know, that the move controller facilitates. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, it's out in a few days. You can try it out for yourself. <laughs> Sony has announced Drive Club will be available on PS4 from October 7th in North America, October 8th in Europe, and October 10th in the UK, and October 11th in space. Space! <laughs> Look at that uh, one. That came out finally. Yeah. That's another one. That's yeah, that's a real through the, craziness. That's a real year. game that's coming out. That was yeah. supposed to be a PS4 launch game, right? Yeah. yeah. Launch so window. Almost launch a, window's still open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that window stays open for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's almost a year delay, so uh, I'm happy with that. Like, I, I'm not I'm not going, you know, crazy for this game, but, like, if I'd like to see a game not come out bad. I like the old Miyamoto sure. quote about, you know, a... a Delayed game a is late, just a delayed game is bad or forever. Or no, whatever. The opposite, but a game. <laughs> a delayed game is bad once. I like that Oshigeru yeah. Miyamoto quote: Two apples in the bush <laughs> equal a bird." <laughs> um, the news comes courtesy of Superannuation, who cites Nolan's LinkedIn profile as the source of the information. He'd been with Naughty Dog for more than three years. With you, two, skip, uh, you skip the first. You skip the you, news. You've, yeah, we missed the intro <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Number seven. Naughty Dog has announced The Last of Us 2. Now, Naughty Dog has <laughs> lost yet another member of its staff, this time in the shape of lead character artist in The Last of Us, Michael Nolan. Michael Nolan uh, created the clickers. He was the, the main oh, guy really? responsible for that. That's huge. I mean, that's just yeah. like the bad guy in that game. The yeah. guy who made the bad guy in that game is gone. Um, the news comes courtesy of Superannuation, who cites Nolan's LinkedIn profile as a source of the information. He'd been with Naughty Dog for more than three years, with two of those focused on The Last of Us. Prior to this, he worked at Elite Dangerous Studio Frontier Developments. Um, we have a reader question. Then. Jeff in Portland, Oregon oh! writes in and says, should I start panicking that the most reliable game studio working today, Naughty Dog, seems to be uncontrollably hemorrhaging staff? Things change frequently in games, I know, but it seems to be the heavy hitters dropping out, and I'm starting to worry that the future Uncharted slash Last of Us slash new IP may, be not, may not be up to par with the legacy we've come to expect. Am I just being a damn fool or do I have a legitimate concern? Jeff in Portland. Ooh. Okay. I feel well, like we, we it's one of these weird things. People in the comments of the videos we put up from Podcast Beyond and sometimes in the article are saying, you guys keep bringing this up, blah, blah, blah. And it's because it keeps happening. It keeps Every happening. week somebody yeah. else leaves, yeah. so we report the news, and then somebody um, else writes in about I look it. At, I always look at something like Rare, which sure. I feel like um, had this incredible run in the 90s. Yeah, and this amazing shit now. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the... Okay, okay. That's where he's going. He's going. He's going. Let him roll. And, you know, they, they started with the Stamper Brothers and they had a whole bunch of amazingly talented people. And yep. one by one, studios shifted and the focus changed and people left and people went and new people came in and stuff like that. And I think they try to keep their vision. And they switched, uh, you know, from Nintendo to Microsoft and they've made Grab by the Ghoulies and Perfect Dark Zero. And all of a sudden you're like... All right, well, you know, a couple of misses is not that bad. And then fast forward to like 10 years after Banjo-Kazooie, or 20 years, however long it's been, and they're making Kinect Sports Rivals. And yeah. they, they created the avatars for Xbox One. Um, talent's important. I think that studios go on forever, and I think that sequels and games will come out forever. But I think that individual stakeholders in situations like this are important. I think that having somebody like Amy Henning leave is huge. I think having the guy who created the bad guy in the the most important PS4 game, that's a big deal. Yeah. Like, I mean, p- watching people like that disappear, we saw the same thing kind of happen with uh, Retro over the years. They made three Metroid Prime games and then they went on to make Donkey Kong Country games and yeah, they're still making wonderful games, but a lot of the people who were there originally left. They went on to make Halo, they went on to make other things. So, yeah, uh, the big companies, the big names, they'll stay there. But I think the individual people making individual creative decisions are something that we can never 
Sean. Sure. I mean, I don't think it's as doom and gloom as uh, Jeff puts it. You know what I mean? Like, people have been concerned for a while. It's something we've talked about for a while. It is really disappointing to see this happen, but turnover is part of it. And then it, it all comes back to the fact of looking at what's happened, right? Like, Amy is removed from Naughty Dog. You know what I mean? Like, that, even though people argue about what exactly happened, we know she, she left. Yep. And this, they asked her to leave, it looks like. We think. We don't know. Right. Because nobody will talk about it. Um, it seems yeah. like then all the departures afterwards make you think that there was a split in the team of this is our vision for Uncharted, yeah. and, and then there was another group saying no, this is our vision, and they don't match up. Right. So you, Amy leaves, who you know was behind all these Uncharted games. Justin leaves, who was directing the overall Uncharted PS4 project. Todd Stashwick leaves, who was the main. You can see just objectively that it looks like the Uncharted project is drastically changing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then you see all these other people leave. You'd imagine it's either because it's their time. Imagine if this didn't happen. You, maybe this guy would still leave, right? Maybe all these other different people would have left as well, just because it was their time. We completed this project we're not you know we want to do something different that's where it all comes down to but it looks so much worse because it's all happening at the same time or at least not even the same time (laughs) week after week somebody else is leaving there's still hundreds of employees there right that are working on amazing projects so it's like it sucks that this one guy who came up with the idea for The Last of Us Clickers yeah. is leaving, but there's a team that animated them and made them. And did yeah, different that's things. exactly what it's like. It depends on what the knowledge transfer is like at a right. company like Naughty Dog. Like we, I miss Ryan Clements every day. I yeah. miss Charles Onyet every day. But then we have people like Vince that are new and are awesome, and we have Brian Albert, and he's super rad. And like that's just part of it. Like you know, people leave and new people come in the door, and uh, you know everything that we do and everything that any video game developer does is a collective effort. And it's kind of hard to know. Like, if the question is, should he be panicking? I would say no. Yeah. It's like Amy Hennig is the real deal. Like, she's incredibly talented and is a huge asset to any project that she, that she works on. But, you know, Uncharted is a collective of hundreds of people. Yeah. Um, and I am still, you know, excited about that project. I think it's going to be a completely different product than what they started off on trying to make. But I don't think it's going to be a bad product. Sure. I mean, when we had a... That was a, the, a, the great point that you just made, by the way, uh, about like IGN sort of mimicking that in some ways. And it, it reminded me of when we had um, Chris Jericho here for Up at Noon. Right. And you interviewed him, and he was talking about um, – what's his name who left the WWE? CM Punk. CM Punk. Um, and he said, you know, CM Punk left. And he basically said, like, you know, screw this place. I'm taking everything down. Like Hulk Hogan left. You know, uh, sure. Macho Man left and right. all this stuff. The mach- as he said, the ma- you know the machine keeps rolling on. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I think that like these big names leave, but like no one at the at top down at Sony is going to come in and be like, wait a minute, those guys left. All right, cancel can- cancel <laughs> Uncharted forever. Never do anything more with the Last of Us universe. Cancel the Last of Us PS4 port and all that stuff like that. Um, so it'll keep going, but yeah, you know, it is kind of a philosophical question. Like, what's the individual contribution to a huge product like that versus right. how much of it's just yeah, the machine, like the Uncharted machine. Like, how bad could an Uncharted game ever possibly be? Like, it's going to hit this crazy quality threshold, regardless of you know the individual talents involved. I mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um. But then I don't mean to make light of like the contributions that awesome right. you know talented incredible right. people make. So you know, the thing yeah. is, like, it's like anywhere else, right? You've had these people training with them, making these products with them. I mean, we're talking about like how Naughty Dog's structure, right? They're very flat in terms mm-hmm. of people move around. Like, there's not many bosses. People are moving from team to team, doing different things. These people have been learning, and now it's time for them to step up. Yeah. And they all have those skills. They yeah. all have that ability. Yeah, the, no- the knowledge transfer thing you said is a great point. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, look at, look at Walt Disney, right? He's dead. Last <laughs> no, he's dead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's super dead. But yeah, but I mean, people super dead. People like John Lasseter still work there, and they're in that indoctrinated in that school of 
this is what a Disney movie should be. And I think during the PS3 uh, generation, um, Naughty Dog really solidified itself as to what one of their games should be. Yeah. Right? They had three Uncharted and a Last of Us. I mean, that's that's fantastic. So we have to know now that like they've set this this standard in this bar very high and that whoever comes in next is not just going to go like it's you know it's a match three puzzle game or whatever yeah, yeah. so fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> all right mass effect trilogy on xbox one and ps4 popped up on the chilean retailer zmart games <laughs> a reader Those... a reader wrote he's like even i don't trust zmart games why are you guys reporting on it well there had already been rumors well, it's that this also happening it's and... super plausible yeah like, yeah it's yeah. one of those things that like isn't officially happening but it's happening come on yep Yep. Um, uh, I'm on record as being not a Mass Effect hater, but I didn't finish two and then I didn't play three. Like, I just kind of burnt out on it. Yeah. But even I am excited about this. Like, taken as a whole, the Mass Effect trilogy is an incredible space opera. The series definitely has its problems, but, like, it's an achievement in sci fi world building, mm-hmm. it's an achievement in player choice. If you've never experienced it, easily worth you know picking. It, up. It's one of those I could, I would like to replay. I'd really really love to play all three of those games again. And it's yeah. one of those I don't know if I'll ever have the yeah. ninety hours it would yeah. take to do it right. But I'd yeah. love to if that was an option. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I I think it's nice when these things happen um, for people that didn't get to experience it last time. I always say that the PS4 and the Xbox One are a lot of people's first video game consoles. Right. Um, just like a Blu-ray player was some people's first movie watching device, and when a bunch of Things got, you know, moved over from DVD to Blu-ray, and they were $40, and people were like, we, we want new movies or whatever. Yeah. It's it's great. It's fine. Uh, the release of Mad Max has been pushed back to 2015. What the hell is going on with this game? Man, the game, I'll tell you, Lucy and I saw it at E3, uh, and it was rough. Yeah. A year, almost a year ago. Yeah, it was rough, but... It, <sighs> It's another thing. I've been I, I've been sort of torn a lot on this podcast. Um, Avalanche is so good, and Just Cause Two was so good mm-hmm. that it's kind of like I, I don't know about this, but like I trust you guys. Like you are an awesome, talented studio. So, you know, I'm gonna be fr- pretty neutral on it for now. Um, but what we saw at E3, what we saw at E3, to be fair, was also very early. So, um, you know, they were showing it off a little bit earlier than sometimes folks do. You kind of yeah. wonder why. Stuff like that happens then. Like, why mm-hmm. why release the first teaser image? And, you know, yeah. why talk about uh, the character direction? And doesn't, doesn't it, like, this one takes place in Australia or something like that? And, well, yeah. You know, why, story yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, why, why show you guys what you saw when it wasn't ready to be shown yet and then end up delaying the game to 2015? Because, I mean, that means that the game's been in development for a while, yeah. A couple years now. Here's, it's, it's called Mad Max, yeah. meaning it's not going to sell 25 million copies. Well, it got people excited and talking about it, right? Like, I... I have not followed the Mad Max saga, right? Like yeah. that was a game that got announced, and I was like, "Wow, I don't care at all about. I don't. I've never seen those movies. I don't. I'm good, good to them. Hopefully, it'll be awesome one day. Whatever. Yeah. But for me, like, it, we always, we always walk this line, right, between being fans and industry insiders, right? Like, I'm sure this was a fiscal year kind of thing, right? It was a bump for their. Like, I'm sure stocks actually saw some kind of reaction to the announcement that, yep. hey, we have this Mad Max property coming. And people are like, oh, and like people, there's an article about it, and there's this, that, and the other, you know what I mean? Well, there's the movie, right? Is there a new movie coming up, too? Or did it already come out? I no, it didn't. I don't think it came out, but, I mean, it wouldn't... But they were making one. I think they're uh, they're almost definitely making a Mad Max reboot or remake. Oh, or how bad is it? This is just like the smallest inkling in my brain, and I, don't <laughs> I re- believe I once heard about a Mad. It's Max It's happening. Movie. It didn't come out. Okay, because I would have filed it in my brain next to Total Recall and all the other yeah, trash sure, sure. remakes yeah, right. that come out. Just I like the new uh, total. ammunition for the comedy <laughs> button. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I get worried when, when games get delayed for years. But in the same way, you know, I like when I can get to finally play them and they're better. It's so. right in the developer's wheelhouse with stuff like vehicular combat. And they had this system where you can, like, grapple onto opponents' vehicles and pull parts of their car off and the physics yeah. react realistically. Um, you know, but... But it, it did look early and a little bit rough. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, the team has continued to improve. Yeah. Cool. And we'll use this extra time to, you know. Yeah. yeah. As we said before, uh, a good game is worth two, two in birds the bush. in the bush. <laughs> and an apple in the tree. And an apple in the tree. Sony has announced the upcoming massive PS4 update 1.70 will be arriving in Europe on April 30th. A tweet from the company announced that the update, which includes both the share factory and option to switch HDCP off will be launching at the end of the month. Presumably, North America will be getting it around the same time. Or by the time you've heard this. Yep. Yeah. I actually haven't turned my PlayStation 4 in a while. I don't think it's out yet, but who the hell yeah. knows? I just want to make sure we're covering it. We're in that really cool arc where uh, updates are awesome again. Yeah. Remember, I remember during the <laughs> PS3, it was uh, like... This is just some uh, systems yeah. uh, updating. Every, every time you turn on your PS3, which you know for a lot of people wasn't as often as it was in the start of the generation as it was towards the end. By the end of the generation, I was playing everything on my PS3. Yeah. But when I started, it would be like, oh, that PS3 game's out. Two hours of updates. Got it. But now we're like, oh, there's a new update coming, and you can tweet your Facebook photos. I'm like, yeah. What is HDCP? That's the thing that makes it where you can't you can't record it easily. Like you can't like you know make your videos off. You can't record off an HDMI or whatever. The share features. The new share features are awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The video editing and uh, it's still only export to Facebook. So please, God, you know, give us a YouTube button. I'm sure they're working on it. Please, Shuhei, give us a YouTube button. (laughs) Well, Um, this one allows you to export it off. Yeah, but it's still it's still an extra step and everything else. But like they're they're aware. I know they're aware that there's like this thing that they need to fix. I think it's so you know Sony came out and was uh, well ahead of Microsoft with their features microsoft wasn't ready they were behind but then when they did launch their streaming stuff uh it was awesome um you know their twitch integration was much better and now sony's come back and said now we have this you know sweet sweet this fantastic sweet sweet sweet. (laughs) this fantastic suite of video editing tools and now it's microsoft's turn to play catch up again so uh you know that i don't know that it's like directly that they're feeling the heat from one another that this is happening but that's how it seems to me like who wins we do exactly it's awesome they all fight for us and then make yeah. beautiful things and they hand it to us and then they make it better and they have to keep fighting and we just sit there and go yeah yeah give us all this stuff give us all the free things golden showers okay no 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 wow <laughs> no no we don't want golden shower photos <laughs> at all google that kids no do not don't, google no. that what's the next story jesus speaking of just cause the rumored and teased Just Cause 3 may be released next year by Square Enix. Christopher Sundberg, founder and chief creative officer at Avalanche Studios, lists an unannounced sandbox action game on his LinkedIn profile, purportedly created by Avalanche Studios New York and published by Square Enix. Sundberg describes the project as a new installment in a very well-known game series. The game is scheduled for completion in June 2015 for next-gen console platforms i like how it's like well we're not announcing what it is right but yeah it's like nintendo being like you know we got we're gonna be plumbing for some new yeah. games and <laughs> next month like an exciting new <laughs> game is turning around the corners and i hope you're carding to play it. like no <laughs> you just told us what that is yeah. <laughs> you only have so many hats on your head that's to awesome wear. though just cost two is fun yeah, Just Cause yeah. 2 is great. So wait, so we're saying that these guys are making this and Mad Max at the same time? Well, that's time? sort of the bigger concern is I actually don't know enough about the studio. This one specifically mentions uh, New York studio, right? And so mm-hmm. I would need to look up like whether they have multiple mm-hmm. offices or stuff like that. But I, you know, I hope it's not like the B team working on one game and the sure. A team working on, sure, the, sure, on sure. the other. All right. And number 12. Infamous Second Son's paper power, paper power <laughs> from Paper Trail 
That sounded like a really stupid thing. Paper Power. Paper Power. From Paper Trail won't be DLC. Sucker Punch announced via Twitter that anyone who completes all six missions will receive Celia's mask and four custom Delson jackets. As if you didn't have enough Delson jackets. Yeah. <laughs> As for why the new power didn't make the cut, Paper Cut. I see what you did. Ah, I didn't write that. Sucker Punch explained the amount of work needed to integrate it into the game was pretty substantial. Oh. So yeah. that means the Paper Power is just cut? It's just gone? Well, it's. I mean, the end, you just don't have it, right? Yeah, like... They probably worked on it, but didn't couldn't make it work. So you'll never actually get it. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah, that's a bummer because yeah. that's. I thought that's what all that stuff was leading towards. Nope, yeah. just more content, for just you to more play jackets. With. So you got to see somebody else with a right. power, a conduit with cool powers that you can't have, and you can never have it. She, I haven't even played through it. Have anybody played through it? No. no. It's one of those things like we played it before the game came out, yeah. so it wasn't yeah. working right, and then I've never doubled back to play. Yeah, it. Yeah, I did the mission before it started, and it was like, cool, this no, isn't ready. Come no, back in a on month. this website. And you're like, well, yeah. it didn't work. I was like, all right. So yeah. I mean, it's awesome that it's free DLC. So sure. how much can someone really complain? But it's still, you know, but I don't like, know. Here's the weird thing about it: is I feel like this is a goofy complaint. I'm sure to have, but if they would have just said, we're going to release a single yeah. player story mission three months from now I think it would be more on my radar because it would be something I knew I could sit down and play whereas it started limping along and now it's like oh I need to get to that I need to actually play that but I haven't well they started the first part of it started the week one week after the game came out I believe Um, I thought thought the introductory was there I thought from day one but then yeah you had to wait a week for the next like Dan Stapleton's point was this is obviously to stop people from trading it in yeah 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 so if you're three months later that doesn't really help you I mean the hope would be that you wouldn't trade it in until yeah if you were planning if you were holding out and not trading it in because you thought you get a new conduit power. I mean, uh, trade yeah, it in. True. That's kind of a bummer because it's like the the whole hook of that game is seeing these guys with these conduit powers chasing around the city, beating them up, taking their power and making it part of yeah. your adventure. You, yeah, so, yeah. Um, and I actually really like the way that conduit looked when you got to see yeah. it in the wild for a little bit. And I was hoping that you could turn into a paper airplane and fly around <laughs> the city. That's just me. Um, yeah, that's a bummer. Okay, well, that's that ends my infamous second son story for me then because okay. yeah i don't think i'll be going back to that game uh, i enjoyed it for while it lasted yeah it's a fun weekend with it it was one of those things we did the spoiler cast for it uh, it hasn't stuck with me like it's not one of those games that i keep coming back to in my head whereas like i feel yeah. like the last of us right every couple of weeks sure like, that's oh my true. god but infamous second son I, great weekend yeah ultimate like it was an popcorn action, movie, it was an action yeah, movie. Totally. yeah yeah you saw it you did it you're done there's not much to it. digest yeah. right it's like, like the expendables three or whatever you're like oh well there was that i feel the same way i mean i even when i think about recent open world games like assassin's creed is a game i went back to over and over and over again night after night after night and infamous exactly i played one weekend and then was kind of done with it mm. but i did did you I finish did, it i did not wow um i got the third power uh, I don't know. Is that a spoiler to say yeah. what it is? No, I got, I got yeah, video. Okay. That probably was a spoiler. But oh, yeah, no, who cares? Yeah. It, it's in the video review. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I totally liked it. Like, it's not like I didn't enjoy it, but I just kind of had my fill. Right. Yeah. Sure. It happens the best of us. Yep. All right. Well, I can't wait to play that Mad Max. Not yeah, really. me too. But it's not in store soon. No. For what is, let's check in with the Andrew Goldfarb memorial list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Dun, 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 I don't know dun, that song. Dun, oh, dun, dun. it's because okay. Andrew's dead to us now. Oh, that's so right. We do that. That's right. All right, coming to your PlayStation Three and your PS Four digital and retail is the Amazing Spider-Man Two. A lot of people asking for that review. I don't think they send us advanced copies of that game, so nope. you probably have an but idea. But that's a good sign, right? Yeah, no, that's a bad sign. It means you know, they're so confident in their game that they don't need to send When they don't send movie it. reviewers advanced screenings and they go, just go to the theater on Friday night with the rest of the guys and see yeah. how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Bust to Move 4, the PlayStation 1 Classic, is coming to the digital platforms. Child of Light, a 9.3, according to IGN.com, is digital and on PlayStation 3. I started it last night. Yeah. How is it? I enjoy it. It's, uh, it's 
I'm super hyped for it. It's very, very beautiful, and I think it's going to take me a little bit to get into just kind of what it's doing and why it's doing it. Brian um, writes into beyond.ign.com, just like you can, fans, beyond. and says, I haven't heard you talk about Child of Light. Yeah. If I remember right, Andrew Goldfarb was pretty excited about it, but I haven't heard much about it, even though it releases very soon, today even. Any excitement for the game? I doubt it. Old Podcast Beyond reference. Beyond. Uh, this game has a fantastic sort of Grandia-style battle system, mm-hmm. um, which is my favorite RPG battle system of all time, where everybody's sort of on, I don't know, it's hard to describe. Watch a video. It's it, You're on this, everyone's on the same bar, and then once you reach the end of the bar, then you get to, like, do your move. Yeah. But you can have attacks and stuff that interrupt other people and, and send them, them back, back to the bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's a time where, okay, you, like, you know, three-fourths of the way through the bar, you pick your action. And then when it, you get to that final part, then you complete your action. And so if you're in that little window, you can have, like, you know, spells that will interrupt people or things like mm-hmm. that. And uh, it's this crazy combination of, like, real-time and turn-based that I think is super clever, super addictive. Um, sure. And that's, that's me speaking from, like, Grandia and what I've seen of Child of Light. I'm super excited to dive into Child of Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not even I'm not even a big RPG guy anymore, but yeah, it I'm, seems like I'm it's... not either. But people told me this is like uh, I, I people have told me two things that really helped me here, and one is that it's only ten or twelve hours long. Oh, that's, that's how. Great. And I the other that. is that it's not incredibly hard. Okay, and I'm like, okay, great. That's how you get an old man like me right. back in the RPG like train. South Park. <laughs> totally, yeah. exactly yeah. like South Park. Oh, and it's beautiful. Th- so, see, it's one of those games yeah. where I know the, as much it's a nine three on IGN. So many people are talking about. It. I have to play it for game of the month, game of the year, all that stuff. I'm yeah. going to, but like my initial knee jerk reaction to even seeing it was like, oh, this is beautiful. I'm so not in the mood for a JRPG right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I'm so burned out right now from trying to platinum persona and doing all these different <laughs> yeah, things. Just stop. No, well, I did. I'm playing Mario Golf now. Oh, Can't I, stop I, I, had a, I had a slightly different reaction where I was like, I love, I love the, um, I love the Ubi art engine. I mm-hmm. love everything they've done yeah, with the Rayman games, and I really like the kind of stuff they're doing uh, moving forward. So it was kind of weird for me to go like, I'm such a huge, huge fan of the Rayman games to sit down and play something that's kind of stylistically similar, laid out the same way, but controls much differently and much yeah. slower. Yeah. So it's just like, it's I, you know, I pulled up with the speeding car, like, yeah, child of light! And I'm like, whoa, this is quiet and surreal and yeah, slow yeah, yeah. down, yeah. so let me You're catch up with the speed. around and yeah, exploring. Yeah. And so I'm going to have to really take some time and just kind of dig into it, but okay. I'm excited. Report back to us. Sure. Daylight comes to PlayStation 4 as a digital download. That got a 5.8 from Brian Albert. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Stars Battle comes to PS3 deta- dig- digital and retail. Detail. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Digitales. Right Digitales. <laughs> Raiden 4 Overkill PS3 Digital. Rambo the Video Game PS3 Digital Retail. Featuring 16 missions based on the movie series. That's based on the movie Rambo? Yeah, series. Oh, the movie series Create Rambo. chaos with Rambo's iconic bow, knife, and guns. Pit Rambo against 25 varying enemy types and use more than a dozen weapons. What is this for? Rambo the Video Game. PS3 Digital. Okay. I heard is it's it, really is it like... I'm picturing Contra in my head. Is it like that? No, I believe it's... Isn't it like first person or something? Oh, God. Yeah, it's really... It's the worst thing ever. Really? Just make a Contra game, call Rambo, and ship yeah. it. Scourge Outbreak With is coming aliens? to PS3s on the digital front. Sure. Yu-Gi-Oh! Millennium Duels comes to PS3 on the digital Finally. front. Finally. I was getting tired of all those pre-Millennium Duels. I know, right? Child of Light, kids. That's the one to keep your eye on this week. That's, that's your pick of the week? Yeah, you haven't done pick sure. of the week in a while. Pick right. of the week! Pick of the week! Pick right. of the week! I would say Mario Golf, but it's not out today. So or on even. Sony platforms. But. I don't care. Okay. It does. Mario Golf does come out Friday. Joe Cooley writes into Beyond at IGN.com and says, Dear Greg, Brian, and the magical third chair of rotation, Beyond. 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 Justin, listen up, because this one pertains to your life. Lay it on me. My daughter was born 
on the 23rd of December. My wife and I named her Liara after the much-loved character from the Mass Effect series. When we explain this to people, when we explain to people where her name came from, we are mostly greeted with funny looks and discouraging comments. My question is, why would naming your child after a video game character be met with ridicule, but after a character from a book or movie is perfectly okay? Joe Cooley. And I don't know. Fuck those people. Like, it's sure. your family. Do do whatever you want. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. I uh, believe it. Uh, yes, fuck them indeed. But, I mean, I think right now it's what we always talk about on this show, right, is that there's still a generation that has grown up with video games not being yeah. anything more than Mario punching a block and saving the princess. Yeah, right. that's true. People don't understand. I still will, you, you know, if there's parents-in-laws or people coming over to my house and they see... You know, I don't know, GTA or some game like that. They're like, oh, they had like no idea that games had voice acting. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. So I understand that. But I also think just because a character is named after, like, I'm assuming that you named your daughter Liara because you played Mass Effect and you just really, really like that name. It's not like you have it tattooed on your lower back well, or something well, like that. Like, I mean, there's there's two things there, right? Sure. Like, you're either, you either named your daughter Liara because you love the character in that game. Right. Which is kind of tough to expect your daughter will grow up to be a character sure. that you love in real life. Right? I, think it's, I don't think it's that. Or you, you named it that, Liara because that's a great name. Because right. it's a really cool sounding name and it's original and it's unique. Um, I, mean, I, I think you can explain that to people by saying this is great work of fiction called Mass Effect 3 I, that's that I exactly, love. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Like you see... Ever since the movie uh, The Bridges of Madison County came out, Madison has been one of the most popular women's name, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. name for little girls, little baby girls. And it's not because everybody loves that movie, but it's just that put the idea in their brain. And they're like, oh, you know, I like that name. Like, yeah. it, it leads, yeah. you know, the one leads to the other. So, I don't know, man. Like, I'm super excited to be a dad because, like, we get to have this family. Like, my wife and I are set in our ways. Like, we're living our life. We have our little house. And now we get to introduce somebody new to that and be this, like, unit of, like, unique, special people on our right. own. And it definitely gives me a feeling of, like, I don't care what anybody else thinks. Like, this is how we're going to do things. This is how we're going to dress her. Like, you know, this is what we're going to name her. So, By the time your – did you say daughter? Yeah. Okay. By the time your daughter – I want to make sure I heard everything correctly sure. – is old enough to be having kids, uh-huh. babies having babies, oh, video God. games will be an accepted part so of like 15 years from now. <laughs> fictional society. Well, no. I, I really don't think this is a blame this on video games being part of a fictional society thing. I yeah. think that if he had said, this is my – daughter she's named after a star trek character yeah i named her arwen somebody from yeah. lord of the rings sure. that's like, somebody, that's somebody would have been like well why instead of just being like i really think that data is a cool name i guess it boils down to i'm talking about people <laughs> being people being judgmental in general like yeah. this is one thing that i've learned that i'm becoming a dad is that everyone has an opinion on how you need to do things how you should be doing things what's right what's wrong and i say f all of them yeah. like you know listen to some advice sure but like you know live your life like Whoa, yeah. and don't go chasing the papers. Just live your life. Whoa. Whoa. That's a Rihanna song. I know. It just took me a while to figure out. To catch up to where we were? No, I, I heard it. Okay. Uh, I knew it was happening. Speaking of dad questions, here comes another one. Oh, we're pertaining them all to your life. This one comes from Graham. He says, dad cast. <laughs> Gaming has been scarce for me during the past seven weeks since my daughter was born. Oh, great. On the few occasions I've had time, I have been spent it on my Vita, working my way through Persona 4. Great game. Get it on sale. Recently, I had my first real chance to play my PlayStation 4 since the little one was born. I turned it off after only 15 minutes and went back to playing the Vita. Ugh. I recently bought a 3DS as well, so handheld gaming is very much the focus of gaming right now. My question is, 
Do you think there will ever be a time where handheld gaming will be seen as more relevant to the gaming industry than console or PC gaming? And do you ever find yourself more inclined to reach for the handheld rather than the controller? Seven weeks? Seven weeks. Seven and it's weeks? Over. That's and all it takes. Oh, and you're done. Goodness gracious, Greg. <laughs> Wait a minute. I love my Vita and my 3DS. I would be a great dad. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's what... <laughs> Is that how it works? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> The actual question is about the you know the relevance and why handheld gaming will it ever be you know cutting edge or seen in the same way as console games. The answer is probably not. Like I love handheld games. I probably play more as you know as much or more handheld games than console games. Are we but, counting iPhone games in there? Yeah, yeah. But, but but they're not pushing the envelope in the same way of like narrative sophistication sure. and you know people do. Everyone says graphics don't matter, but they do help you you know create worlds of a certain depth and sophistication that are hard to do you know without advanced graphics and like that's all stuff that matters like that's in terms of this being an artistic medium you know and pushing that forward it's harder to do on a handheld man like i am gonna play and love this shit at a mario golf but it's not you know a game that's gonna blow people's minds in the way that something like last of us did right and that's not really doable on a video or handheld Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean that yeah that's the thing i think I don't know if – I don't think there will ever be a time where they're more important or right. you know, they'll, sure. they'll be the premier product everybody's talking about unless like Nintendo really figures it all out or something. But there's just something about those – you know, we always talk about bite-sized experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. That golf is, right? Like especially with all the challenges in Mario Golf. Like yep. it's like I have a ride on the train and I can do that. And there's a big difference between all right, I want to put on headphones and I want to listen to this you know, 30-minute cut scene and hope I get – you know what I mean? There's all these different things you have to get to. I, I think there are less and less – AAA games that are cinematic, gigantic, yeah. you know, movie experiences. I think we're moving towards the bite size more and more, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not, whether gamers agree or whether we go, you know, that's not real gaming. It is, and people are going to consume games that way. And if you're a dad, like, you can't bring your, your crying baby to a movie theater and you can't don't. bring your crying a baby to – A lot of people to, try. Oh, don't do it. Can't so bring your crying baby to a cinematic movie-like video game experience either. I mean yeah. – No, and I also don't want to expose – like I play you know, Gears of War and I play all these franchises. And when I have a little baby, even though she can't understand what's going on in the world, like that doesn't get turned on when she's awake. Yeah. yeah. Like that's important to me. But I will play something like Hearthstone on my iPad. Like, yeah. 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 That's the thing. Different strokes. I do think that handheld gaming is a life, you know, life send. Life send? Is that a... A godsend? Godsend. There you go. (laughs) I do think it's a godsend for uh, new parents. I'm assuming that console gaming is going to come to an end. I've been playing a lot of Elder Scrolls online. That's all going to stop. Yeah. You know, there's going to be no more of that. I mean, the interesting would be the future where they merge, right? You already see it a bit with the Vita being a conduit for your PS4 and stuff. And as technology gets better with PlayStation Now, that would be the thing where if you consider that handheld gaming where you have a a box or a connection at home that's still playing this or your the thing you are holding beams to your TV and you uh, have that this, this is what I want more than anything I want it I want it from Sony and to really clarify their their vision for that and I want it from Nintendo too where my 3DS and my Wii U are the same system I can play it on the train I can hook it up to my mm-hmm. TV when I get home yeah um, I'm I'm not uh, like the older I get the less really I, I want my games to be 25 hour long yeah. cinematic super realistic experiences and I want something that I can enjoy for a few hours that was know? the thing for me I, you know I keep taking photos of my Mario Golf uh, time and tweeting yeah. it out like how long I've played it and they're like oh if that's your most ranked game you clearly never played Bravely Default and you're and I'm like you're right because I don't want to play another 100 yeah. hour you know no thank you I don't yeah. think I don't think I'm with it to you though that the, it's the form factor that matters or you know being able to take like a Wii U game on the go because it's about the software like yeah. is that software designed for a bite-sized experience like I you know I we 
talked about Uncharted earlier and Last of Us earlier. Incredible games, but they're not conducive to playing for 12 minutes Shut, on the yeah, train. No, flipping it closed like, and going out of something else. Which is exactly how I played uh, Uncharted for Vita, and that's why I never felt a connection with that game. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, among mm-hmm. technical reasons. No, I know, like me, I know what you mean. But I mean, to, to sit down and like I was you know, on a train or on an airplane, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to play this for 20 minutes and then play something else. Like I never really felt like this is... This is where I, I need to be. So. I've actually kind of got hooked on uh, the Family Guy mobile game. It's their ripoff of Simpsons. You get to make your own Quahog and send the characters on missions and stuff and unlock Lois and Stewie and all these guys. And I don't even like Family Guy that much, but the way it's set up where, like, I'll check in twice a day and I built the high school and now Chris Griffin is doing a silly thing. And, like, it's just like a little break that I take over lunch and then when I get home from work. And, yep. like, that sort of pop in, do something for a few minutes and be entertained and pop back out. Like, yeah. that's why I love my 3DS so much and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, handheld gaming in general okay final email this week isn't even a question comes from isaiah isaiah writes and it says beyond beyond Beyond. there you go dear greg colin ever rotating third chair that's me that's you you're colin Say something about the Islanders or hockey. <laughs> Chick-fil-A is the greatest there restaurant you go, in the thank world. You. My name is Isaiah, and I host a podcast called The Party Chat. As you know, We're Alive podcast is coming to an end soon, and The Party Chat are huge fans. You... You see, we want to purchase two tickets for the live series finale. However, we are a small podcast in Michigan with a small fan base that probably doesn't reach anyone who would be close enough to the show. We would like to offer to Beyond, we'd like to offer to the Beyond Nation a chance to win two tickets to the event that is coming up. Give the tickets away any way you see fit. Uh, let us know who the winners are. We'll hook them up with Wayland Productions. Um, if you're not up to speed here. Uh, We're Alive is a zombie drama, a zombie radio play that's been going on for quite a while on the internet, zombiepodcast.com. Years ago, Mm -hmm. I mentioned it on a Beyond and a Game Scoop, and they saw a crazy spike in numbers and reached out to us, and we all became friends. Yeah, and you were on? You were on a few Right, I'm a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Did a fan cast for a while with Bridget. Did you live? I don't want to spoil it for yeah, people. Come on. Okay, come on. All I, right. I want them to go listen and catch up or whatever. Uh, however, they are finally wrapping up their many-year run, and they're doing a live event in L.A. Uh, July 19th. I'll be there. I'll be hanging out. So if you want to come see us, do that. Uh, you go to zombiepodcast.com for details. However, if you email beyond at IGN.com with the subject line, we're alive in L.A., uh, I will hook you up with this Isaiah guy, and he will figure out a way to get you tickets, your two tickets. The first one I see in the morning, when, or I guess this afternoon when I click through, I'll send it off to you that way. Obviously, right. make sure that you can go. It's in yeah, Los this Angeles. Is, this is just like Podcast Beyond 200 and 300. Don't be a jerk and, and RSVP for this and then be like, oh, I actually live in Alaska. There's no way for me to get to LA. If you're going to be in the LA area July 19th and you can really go yeah. to a live show at a, li- a performance center. Don't just take free shit unless you're going to use it because otherwise yeah. you're a hoarder. Yeah. You, you ruin it for somebody else, just exactly. like we talked to him. But I know that the kids who listen, like, especially the ones who listen, yeah. by the time you watch this on the video, you're screwed. This has oh, been yeah. going I mean, for like 48 <laughs> hours. But everybody you else. You see us, though. That yeah, was fun. Hey, right? yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, what do you know? Mwah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Podcast Beyond, episode 340. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, every Tuesday we post the MP3. Every Wednesday we post the video version on IGN.com, YouTube.com slash IGN, and, of course, the PlayStation 4 IGN app. So download that and keep up with everything we're doing by going to Twitter. Follow IGN at IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. My Italian meatball, Brian Altano, is Agent Bizzle. And then Justin Davis is Error Justin. Mm -hmm. E-R-R-O-R. Justin. You got it. I know. I just want to make sure they get it. Yeah. I've seen enough. It's been on the screen the whole time we've been doing this video. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, every podcast beyond ends in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap-Up, where we play a song you submitted to beyond at IGN.com. Today's comes from Tim. Tim says, Beyond. 
Beyond. Beyond. I've been listening to the podcast Beyond since last summer, and it quickly became something I looked forward to each week. In addition to your discussion about all things PlayStation, it's great to hear music from your millions and millions of listeners. If you ha- ever have a week with an opening, I'd feel privileged if one of my songs was featured during Ryan's wrap-up. The song I've sent to you is called, quote, The Wait. It's from my new EP, releasing May 6th, entitled The Night Before the War. This is The Wait from the night before the war. The EP will be released as a free download for a limited time at noisetrade.com slash Tim Nestor, N-E-S-T-E-R. Find me on Facebook, Tim Nestor Music. Find me on Twitter, Tim underscore Nestor. Tim, it's our privilege to play The Wait from the night before the war. Beyond. 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 Take this burden Take this cold heart Throw them in the fire Take this weak hand Lead me forward Lead me through suspects a thing. Octodad. Octodad.